I'm Michelle, certified personal trainer and certified nutrition coach. And I'm Marissa, and I'm a certified nutrition coach and group fitness instructor. And this is the Strong and Simple Podcast. We're tackling the latest fads, trends, and hot topics in the nutrition, wellness, and fitness industries using science and conversation to bust myths and give you the information you need to navigate the bullshit. Tune in for your twice a week truth bombs every Tuesday and Friday. We're here. We're so, here. It's our 100th episode. <laughs> Woohoo! I feel like it's like a sound effect. Like a. I mean, you're kind of like a kind fire, of a sound effect person. <laughs> like I want fireworks, but I don't want it to sound like like artillery fire. <laughs> <laughs> silent fireworks like you know just the celebratory part of it not the you know potentially traumatizing anxiety that's fair that's fair so we'll, yes I'll, we'll figure something out i don't know <laughs> no we won't no we won't we'll put something in we will maybe yeah i took a tubby for our 100th episode <laughs> you look refreshed uh, could you tell it was like 8,000 degrees in the shower? Thank <laughs> God. I like my showers to be the temperature of the ninth circle of hell. Me too. Yes. So good. People who take the super cold showers, that is the ninth circle of hell. That's sociopathy is what that and is. I actually think that the cold dip, cold shower trend that is happening is a Minnesota episode. So stay tuned for that, y'all. Ooh, I like that. Anyways, what are we talking about today for a hundred episodes? We are tackling a big one. Mm. We are talking about Herbalife or Herbalife. Herbalife. <laughs> as Michelle <laughs> called it. So we touched on Herbalife a bit in a previous episode when we had carry on when we were mm. talking about those Herbalife nutrition shops. Um, but we didn't really get the opportunity to like dig into Herbalife itself in that episode. So I'm really excited because like this company, whoa. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like they've been doing bad things from the outset. <laughs> and for a long time. Yeah. And that's yeah. like actually their claim to fame is because of how long they've been doing it for over 40 years. Yep. Since yeah. 1980. Yeah. Herbalife is older than me. And I'm like, oh, 1980, that's making me feel. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that that's got to be one of the oldest MLMs. I mean, yeah, it's like up there with Amway. Yeah. I think Amway, like Shackley. Mary Kay wasn't always an MLM. They didn't convert over to like the 90s. What about Tupperware? I don't know about Tupperware, actually. I feel like Tupperware was one of the original ones because it you must, have like the yeah. Tupperware parties and mm -hmm. the way for women to make their own income. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Did you ever watch The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? No. Oh, it's really great um, on Amazon Prime. Okay. Anyways, um, it's about she's a female comedian in the 60s. Oh, I've seen ads for it. Yeah. It's yeah. very, very good. I highly recommend it. But at some point... Mm. In one of the seasons, she becomes a Tupperware lady. Oh, ooh. so ooh. pop culture reference for the episode. <laughs> Check. Check. <laughs> All right, we're and relevant. I mean, Great. <laughs> <laughs> 
But we'll stay focused on Herbalife today. So what is Herbalife? Okay. So Herbalife is a multi-level marketing company founded in 1980 by Mark R. Hughes. Mm. And really like their, their big products are nutritional supplements, particularly focused around weight loss. Okay. Um, they do have like a, yeah, I know. Right. Uh, they do have like a personal care line, but really the focus is the shakes and really kind of always has been a shake and like an energizing tea in some way, shape or form from the outset. Okay. Um, yeah. So kind of like, what's the other one? What, what's the one that has the, the energy tea? Everybody called it their like. I don't know. Whatever. Cut this part out of the episode. <laughs> oh, we're leaving it in. <laughs> we're leaving that in. <laughs> Listen, I was on vacation all last week. Oh, and I had a for you. No day. Like my brain is just you know. Oh, frazzled. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Herbalize. Um, and they've basically been a problem since they started, like basically since day one, okay. which I found so, so interesting. Not that, not that I think all MLMs like originally started in a good way. I think a lot of them tell a story like they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds from like what I researched, it sounds like they tried to spin a story of Herbalife starting well-intentioned. So like the story that the founder um, used to like put out there is that he started selling weight loss products. Like he created Herbalife and started selling weight loss products because his mother passed away and he attributed her death to, uh, having had an eating disorder and had gone through like really extreme diets throughout her life. And that was like his inspiration for creating a meal replacement shake. Um, there have definitely been, Yeah. Okay. I know. Oh my God, that's not the approach so, I would have taken. But a, a yeah. meal replacement shake as a healthier yeah. way for weight loss exactly. to prevent other people from developing eating disorders mm-hmm. in relation to pursuing weight loss. Exactly. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm just going to go in here with a, you know, benevolent feeling. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying okay. for it. Okay. There have definitely been reports that that is completely fabricated and not true. Um, so it's a question mark. We'll, we'll give it a question mark. Right. Um, you know, and supposedly he started selling those protein shakes out of the trunk of his car. Yeah. I mean, that's an entrepreneurial spirit right there. Oh, a hundred percent. But like, here's the weird thing, right? I started Herbalife in 1980 and I started out by selling protein shakes out of the trunk of my car but also Herbalife started out as an MLM immediately. Fascinating. So somehow in 1980, he had an MLM, but also was selling Herbalife shakes out of the trunk of his car. And by 1981, the FDA had already started receiving complaints about the products. So the story isn't adding up. <laughs> that so timeline isn't working out. What I'm wondering is, was mm-hmm. he like blending the shakes up in his trunk Maybe. Or was he just like selling the products out of his trunk? Was he recruiting people into his trunk? Was he tossing people <laughs> in his trunk? Was, was that he got the, the people at the top of the pyramid? <laughs> he just bound and gagged them. You know. 
kidnapping is a serious thing, people. But is that what happened? Or maybe he had invented a blender that was powered by his car's <laughs> engine. And so he would rev the engine and it would blend up the shakes. And then he would sell hot, nasty shakes to people mm, <laughs> in a parking lot. Shakes. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> and that's our episode title right there. Hot, nasty shakes. <laughs> Get your hot, nasty shakes here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah <laughs> who, who was mark hughes do we know anything about him besides you know so i didn't really dig into a ton about him because I, I decided i didn't like him immediately okay so i kind of glossed over well, it. i mean he was abducting people i'm just kidding yeah and there's also we're gonna like, get a cease and desist <laughs> we totally are <laughs> Well, and there's a lot of like mythology around him too. Um, there's a lot of question about like what is true about his his life and what is not. There have been a lot of people that accused him of fabricating aspects of his life. So there's definitely like a lot of oh. question marks there. Um, he actually passed away in 2000 in his 40s. He actually died quite young. Oh, um, R.I.P. Was it yeah. shakes? <laughs> That's a good question. So there's speculation around his death. Okay. Um, so he has some great hair. Yeah. Yeah. So some folks say it was a mixture of alcohol and his sleeping medication. Um, it, they know it, nowhere does it say like it was an intentional, um, died by suicide. Um, well, so sad. there's, there's lots of conflicting stories about how he actually passed away, but he was okay. only 44. So he started Herbalife when he was 24 then. Supposedly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. So he started in 1980. And by 1981, the FDA had already started receiving complaints of headaches, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and constipation linked to Herbalife products because of the herbal ingredients in those. So specifically, okay. mandrake root and poke root were the ingredients in question there. Oh. Um, and this is something we're going to see a lot with Herbalife. And this is kind of like uh, the root of the name. There's a lot of herbal supplements that are in these products. The problem with herbal supplements is we don't know a lot about any of them. They're not tested. They're not studied. They're not FDA approved. And we're going to see this become a problem a little bit later in the episode. Okay. Aside from, um, you know, digestive issues. Isn't mandrake root the root in Harry Potter when yes. they pull it out, it goes... <laughs> That was the first thing I thought of too. <laughs> I was, I'm so mad that that's what I thought of because J.K. Rowling's a turf. <laughs> I don't she really is. Her, but, but yeah, um, that was literally what I pictured. Was like they ground up a mandrake. And put it in. <laughs> oh, well, so on Wikipedia, which yeah. we know is a reputable source of information, 110. percent Um, the root of the mandrake is hallucinogenic and narcotic. Oh, I like that. I'm just kidding. Yeah. So. Sorry, my dog is requesting comfort right now. Oh, um, yeah, he's upset. Okay. <laughs> so um, that was 1981, and the trouble just continued from there, basically. Um, bum, bum, bum. Yeah, so 1984, the Department of Justice in Canada filed criminal charges against Herbalife because of their false and misleading claims around their products, which is a, something that we will hear about when it comes to Herbalife over and over again, they've been sued multiple times in multiple jurisdictions for false and misleading claims about their products. Um, and so as a result of that lawsuit, Herbalife actually changed their products claims and they did eventually have to reformulate their products. Um, okay. 
because of the the pooping issues associated pooping issues it comes back to pooping problems it does and it gets really nasty here and this is where i really started to not like this hughes guy right so also 1984 the fda released what they call a talk paper and that detailed the complaints that they had received against herbalife about you know the ingredients causing all these issues the false and misleading claims all that stuff and in the classiest manner Hughes responded by suing the FDA and the Secretary of Health and Human (laughs) Services. Yep. Yep. He's like, fuck you guys. I'm going to sue you, even though what you're saying is true. (laughs) I mean, it was the 80s. Wasn't everybody just suing everybody in the 80s anyway? Yeah, it's like everyone had money, right? (laughs) So basically, like, this turned into a a shitstorm. Like, the response to this should not have been a lawsuit. And so they lost a ton of money because of this, this whole debacle. He ended up actually having to withdraw the lawsuit. Um, but it, it really, it cost Herbalife quite a bit, both in terms of their income and also in terms of their distributors. They lost distributors over this situation. Oh. Um, but wait, it gets worse. <laughs> 1985, Herbalife was sued by the California Attorney General again, for making inflated claims about the efficacy of its products and also owning or operating in illegal pyramid scheme. Oh, Mm -hmm. so what makes a pyramid scheme a pyramid scheme Mm -hmm. in that it's illegal and a multi-level marketing company not a pyramid scheme? You'll also see pyramid schemes referred to as the endless chain in a lot of literature around them as well. And basically that's the nature of it is in order to make money, you have to recruit other people into the pyramid. And what happens is the people at the top end up making a lot of money and the people at the very bottom pretty much just lose money. Right, right. Um, There has been so many attempts to further outlaw pyramid schemes, right? Because pyramid schemes are technically illegal Mm-hmm. But money talks and there are a lot, I think, I believe uh, Herbalife themselves have been heavily involved in lobbying the FTC around these regula- regulations. And basically what the FTC has decided is the difference is the distributors have to be making the majority of their money off of selling products. Okay. The money can, their income cannot depend upon recruitment of others. And that is what they argue is the difference between an illegal pyramid scheme and a multi-level marketing company. Okay. Yes. So they get sued for being an illegal pyramid scheme. And like, this, how this, are they still existing? This is like, it is really is wild to me. It's so wild. It's so mind boggling. And like, I mean, there's there's a documentary about Herbalife where an economist shows they are an illegal pyramid scheme. Um, so, and like they've been sued multiple times for it. It's it's like, but again, corruption and money, a tale as okay. old as time, right? So they get sued for being an illegal pyramid scheme. They ended up settling for eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars in that case without admitting any wrongdoing. However. The damage had been done, right? Tons of negative publicity around that. Um, they ended up laying off around 900 employees as a result of that bad publicity and the lawsuit. They took a hit of about $3 million in losses, and then they lost a ton of distributors as well. Um, and the distributors got hurt too because they had piles of stock 
that they couldn't unload oh, now because shit. people didn't want to buy Herbalife anymore. So this was a decision that not only hurt the company, they were hurting the people that they supposedly care mm. about, their supposed employees, you know? So yeah. in order to be a distributor for Herbalife, at least then, you would have to pre-order the stock and then sell yeah. it out? Okay. Yeah. And this isn't that's something that kind of varies from MLM to MLM. Some mm -hmm. of them will not let you stock product to sell. I right. remember when I was involved with Shaq, was it Shaq? You know, Young Living. You could not stock Young Living. That was a thing they did not let you do. Right. But other MLMs will let, like LuLaRoe basically was based around you oh, stocking for sure. stuff, you yeah. know? So it'll I vary mean, from place to, from company to company. Because that was one of Beachbody's things is always like, um, oh, you aren't, you don't have to buy the product and then uh, like get rid of the product. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. You just have to be a product of the product. So you're buying it for yourself. But that was always one of Beachbody's big things um, yeah. that set them apart. Yeah. Yeah. You could just directly buy it. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and that's what's interesting is when I was on, when I started the research mm -hmm. for Herbalife. Yeah. Um, and I went on the website, I couldn't find any pricing yep. or any place to order. It just said you have to order from a distributor. Yep. So I wasn't sure if that's how that worked. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, and this is kind of the problem, right? Because you can find Herbalife on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the companies that have rules against you stocking are for that reason, because now we've got distributors that are undercutting other distributors and hurting each other mm -hmm. when it's like, but I thought we were all supposed to be in this together, right? We all rise. We're supposed to build each other up and we all make money if one person makes money, right? Right. So that's kind of become an issue with a number of MLMs. You can mm -hmm. find a lot of MLM products on Amazon. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Because I did, I saw some of the products on Amazon and then mm -hmm. I was like, but on the website, it said you could only get it from a distributor. Mm -hmm. This is confusing. Yep. Um, but yeah, I also couldn't find a compensation plan. Yeah. So I found on their that, website, I, which I yeah. thought was interesting. Yeah. I did find their income disclosure statement and that's I a found laugh. that. That's a and it doesn't laugh. say much exactly, and the way it's worded is so confusing. Yep, so freaking confusing. Um, well, they've actually so they've gotten in trouble over like their structure, their compensation plan, <laughs> things like that. Um, so somehow they survived this shit show in 1985 and somehow continued to grow like across the globe. I don't know. And in 1992, they introduced their wealth building program. Which again set off some alarm bells. Hey, this sounds like a pyramid scheme. Mm -hmm. Um, this program allowed distributors to immediately reach supervisor status. So depending on how much you sell, they've got different levels. Supervisor is one particular level of distributor that comes with a 50% discount. Oh. And the way that you could immediately reach supervisor and get that 50% discount is if you made an initial purchase of $500 or more. Yeah. Yeah. And again, immediately people were like, um, pyramid scheme. Hello. Um, and I, they ended up having to dial back oh, on that okay. initiative. Yeah. So once again, people raising eyebrows, um, that same year, right? So we've already had issues with the formulation of some of their initial products containing these herbal products that are making people sick. Then in 1992, they had a new line called Thermogenics, which is like a fat burner line. Mm -hmm. Guess what it contained? 
Ephedrin? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it was Ephedrin. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and, you know, again, people were like, mm, really, Herbalife? Ephedrin? Um, so, Just go get some hydroxy cut. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. And this actually stayed on the market in the U.S. until 2002. And the oh only God. reason why it stayed on the market as is is because by 2002, states had began to had begun to ban products that contained ephedrine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but that didn't stop them from keeping it on the market through people reporting heart attacks, stroke, and even death from use oh of God. those products containing ephedrine. Um, cool. Yeah. But were they losing weight? I mean, I guess that's all that matters, right? <laughs> from what I've heard, ephedrine is pretty effective at that. <laughs> I mean, as long as you're skinny. Exactly. Exactly. By all uh, means necessary. Yeah. And it was interesting, like that same line, they actually had to suspend selling that line in Germany in 1995 because of the government complaints of people getting, you know, having cardiac events because of ephedrine. Um, that hurt them majorly in the German market. They had a ton of product returns and a ton of distributor resignations over this. So it's, it's interesting to kind of see like how Europe was handling it versus mm. how the U.S. was handling it. That's the other thing that I noticed is they are in many countries. Yes, they all are over the world. Very much global. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like to the point <laughs> where you, I don't necessarily notice other MLMs being too. And I'm wondering if that's because they were in the game so early, like in the 80s before. Yeah, I think that could be. Like before it got too hard to open. Yeah, that could be. I don't know. I don't know. It just is fascinating to me. So I feel like it's pretty hard for companies to open business centers in other countries. It seems like it's a very slow process these days. Yeah. Yeah. Which for good reason. 100%. 100%. Obviously. Yeah. Um, so it was interesting to me, especially with all of these lawsuits and stuff, um, that, they, that they're that they so global. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think it's because they got started early before there was a lot more regulation. Mm. Um, and they're huge in like Latin America. Like they sponsor soccer teams and soccer events. Oh. Um, and that's a whole other thing that I don't know if we'll even have the ability to get into in this episode is they're particularly insidious in that they like to target communities of color. And in a lot of the documentaries around Herbalife, you will particularly see um, Latino women who have been taken in by Herbalife and lost tons and tons of money, um, like taken out loans to join Herbalife and lost money. Um, and like, I, on, I think it's by design. I really do. I do think that the company intentionally targets these communities knowing that they're vulnerable. I do. That's awful. I know. I know. They have been sued by distributors before many, many times. Okay. The <laughs> um, first one was in 1997. Um, two former distributors alleging that Herbalife withheld their income. <gasps> um, yeah. And, and like, there, there was just the first of so, so many lawsuits from distributors against them. I mean, so many lawsuits. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. When did the, like smoothie shop loaded tea shop phenomena really start happening so that's kind of like the question mark and i think it had to do with the ftc settlement from 2016 okay so in 2016 they you know 
kept up their general nonsense, got into super hot water with the FTC for operating an illegal pyramid scheme. And as a result of that settlement, they agreed to change their business model. They had to pay out $200 million to their distributors as well. Oh my God. So they got hit really hard by the FTC. Um, And in that lawsuit, the FTC actually highlighted the fact that half of Herbalife sales leaders earn on average less than $5 a month on product sales. Oh my God. On product sales. So every, like all of their money was coming from recruitment basically. And they weren't making enough money to make a living to begin with. Okay. So it's unclear exactly if that was the impetus for the start of these nutrition shops, but that's definitely when they started, you know, kind of arising. Um, And I think that's partly because the FTC's ruling is that a distributor's income must depend on product sales, not recruitment. So, all right, fine. We'll open smoothie shops that are entirely based on product sales, but we'll also offer these health coaching sessions for Mm. folks. And that's how we can also recruit. So I think that that's kind of what led to the rise of these nutrition shops. But isn't it true, am I remembering correctly, that Herbalife won't even, like they don't actually encourage or like regulate the creation of these smoothie shops? And they actually, like, that's why it's not like blank nutrition, Herbalife nutrition shop. Like you're not, they're not allowed to say Herbalife in like the name of their shop, right? Is that correct? So not, remembering that not correct? Al- yeah. They're not allowed to advertise Herbalife products. They're not allowed to advertise that. It's like they can't put Herbalife in the title or anything like that. But Herbalife has an entire manual on how to start and operate these nutrition shops. So basically- And not use of- their name. So when somebody gets hurt or sick from something at a smoothie shop- Yep. It's Herbalife the owner that takes the be- ball. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's ent- I think that's exactly what it is. It's them figuring out ways to skirt the laws. It's the same way with the fact that these nutrition shops don't post prices. They don't post menus in their shop, and instead what you purchase is a day pass or a membership that gets you your smoothie and your energizing tea. And in doing that, they don't have to register with like a local board of health as a restaurant or anything like that because they're not selling food. Oh. Yeah. So like the whole thing is designed to skirt the law, which literally has been what Herbalife has been about since day one. Skirting the laws. I know. It's insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah. It's wild. Like I don't even know... If I've ever had Herbalife or tried Herbalife, I only really came to know Herbalife um, from when I was in Beachbody and it Mm -hmm. was like the number one competitor and it was like the reasons why we're better than Herbalife. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, so I actually did try because there's a smoothie shop here in my town, actually a city. They're everywhere. technically a city. Um, and I didn't know what it was at first. So I, I went like the, one of the first weeks they were open and like, here's the thing, like you're not even really trying Herbalife because they fill their smoothies with like jello pudding mm. and all these flavor syrups and crushed up cookies. So I couldn't even tell you what the Yum. actual Herbalife product tastes like because they're loading it with so much other shit. Um, likewise, like their energizing teas. 
it's all flavor syrups. Flavor syrups and caffeine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody wants to know more about these smoothie shops, you should go back and listen to our episode with Carrie. Um, of course, mm-hmm. I can't remember what number episode that was, but if you could we'll I link think it you in were the superhuman. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll link it in the show notes yeah. so that you can go back and listen to it because it's really fascinating. And she is like, she knows. Yeah. Yeah. She, knows. she does. She knows. <laughs> she totally knows. Um, so like we talked a little bit about shady ingredients in Herbalife mm-hmm. and how that's kind of been a theme since the beginning. Um, another thing that folks may or may not think about when it comes to Herbalife is liver damage. <laughs> I know that's the first oh. thing that pops into my what? mind when I think about Herbalife. <laughs> um, liver damage. I know. Isn't that fun? Are they boozy? No. That from make- their booze yeah. line? So this is where like it's it's so insidious and so interesting to me because you know I'm a nerd. Um, mm. So this isn't like Joe Schmo had an Herbalife shake and then got hepatitis and went to the hospital. And so he's blaming Herbalife. You can find papers about this link on PubMed, the NIH website. Oh. Like this is legitimate. There are a number of reports across the world linking use of Herbalife products to liver damage. And like, I, th- I think they're pretty credible reports because the symptoms that are reported are common. There are commonalities in the nature of the liver injury and the condition resolves with cessation of Herbalife product use. Oh, You know, I always say like correlation does not equal causation, but damn, that's a whole lot of, a whole lot of evidence piling up. It's a there. whole lot of coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. And going back to like the, the point I made earlier about the herbal ingredients, we don't know what it is about Herbalife that is causing this liver damage because they have so many herbal ingredients in them. And like I said, herbal supplements are not regulated. They're not very well studied. There's so many of them out there that mm-hmm. it's hard to study. And then there's also like the ethics of human <laughs> human subject studies too. Um, and so that's, that's kind of really what the problem is with this. And unfortunately, when it comes to herbal supplements, the only time attention finally gets paid to them and the products that they're in is when a large enough population is injured or killed that the product gets pulled or banned or reformulated. So it's not a problem until it's a problem, basically. So that's kind of great. Another reason. Yeah, I know. Cool. Yeah. So why do they think that their products are so great? Like, what is it about that? Like, what do they claim? I mean, are they essentially just another protein powder? Are they a health powder? I feel like there's actually like, you know, like Beachbody has Shakeology. And then they also have a bunch of like other shit too. But it seems like Herbalife has like a million different kinds of products. Is that? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, like I said, I couldn't find much on their website about like what their products actually are. Yeah. That's kind um, of like the, the issue. I mean, they definitely, I think they, and this might not be accurate for me to say, but I do feel like they rely on their reputation 
you know, mm. being a 40 plus year old company, you know, I think they're like, we were the original or, you know, we've been around for this long. So our products must be superior, right? you know, in some way. So I, I do think they kind of rely on that. Um, and the, the whole herbal aspect of it, right? Like this is all natural, um, you know, herbs are good that, that like nature is better fallacy that so right. many, so many products rely on. Like there are a lot of things that occur in nature that are poisonous and can kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Natural doesn't always mean better or safer or that are just neutral and don't do anything. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. But they do like, if you look at their website, it looks like so many of the other MLMs where it's For like sure. you, you get your skincare, you get your shampoo, you get your multivitamins, you get your shakes, you get your stimulants, <laughs> your questionable stimulants. Um, they're big on hemp in a lot of their products. Um, um, yeah. Oh, I see. Formula One. This is their... Oh, mm-hmm. why can I find, don't know what I was doing when I started my research because now I can find products with, mm-hmm. you know, what? I wonder if I went down like the rabbit hole of like about us and then couldn't find my way back here. That might be. Which... Yeah. All right. So formula one healthy meal nutrition shake. So this is. These are easy to make. They're delicious with 21 essential vitamins and minerals. Mm, low GI ever... is the big thing with them. What does that mean? Low glycemic index. I mean, I know what it means, but our people may not know what that means. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Me like, and my I know what it means. goddamn assumed knowledge. <laughs> So glycemic index refers to like how a given food impacts your blood glucose levels. So if it's a lower GI, it's going to have less of an impact on your blood glucose levels or your mm. blood sugar. Yeah. For okay. our folks oh, listening, not for Michelle. <laughs> and it's soy protein. Yep. Right. Because plant-based, yeah. gluten-free. Yeah. Which cool. If you are intolerant to gluten, mm-hmm. you want to avoid gluten. Most yep. people do not. That's not necessary. Yep. Uh, yeah. And it's just, it's a, it's a meal replacement shake. It's you know you it's can a meal have, replacement shake. Yeah. Hundred seventy calories, which is not a meal. To, Seventeen to twenty four grams of high quality protein. Okay. When prepared with eight fluid ounces of non fat milk, yep. or one serving of protein drink mix. So you need to actually mix it with something else with protein in it in order to get 17 to 24 grams of protein. Yep. There's a lot of high quality protein powders out there, folks, that are going to do the trick for you. Yeah. Um, This is $51. And I'm trying to figure out how many servings that is. Because you're supposed to take (sighs) it twice a day. And you can't zoom in on the product. And wow. Also, isn't Formula One like a type of race? Yeah, Isn't it's that like, like a... Formula One racing. Is that a thing? Yeah, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't it illegal for them um, to not show you how many servings are on this? Uh, no, because you talk to a distributor. Oh, right. Two scoops is one serving. Okay, so hang on. Ooh, directions for kids. Shut up. Mix one oh, yeah. scoop. With okay, milk. so one scoop is 12.5 grams. So that's 25 grams for an adult 
sized serving. So that means if you're going to do it twice a day, you're having 50 grams. Okay. So 750 divided by 50, that's a 15 day supply. So for $51, you're getting half a month's supply of this garbage shake. So a hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Make it easier. That was some good mathing though. Thank you. Did you see I had to whip out the calculator though? (laughs) I mean, that's what they're there for. Listen, accommodations are there to make our lives Mm -hmm. easier and to make things more accessible. Yeah. I'm good at nutrition, not math. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it seems like this formula one is kind of their like. This is what they serve at the nutrition shops. Okay. Yeah. This is what you're going to formula two. And then formula two is multivitamins. Mm-hmm. And then formula three is cell activator. <laughs> Mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell and produce energy for numerous biological processes. Well, this is true. Support your body's nutrient absorption process with this dietary supplement. I'm so angry. <laughs> So, so angry. And notice you can't look at the ingredients online. (laughs) And this is partly because it's a supplement. So they're not required to disclose their ingredients. So it's formulated with alpha lipoic acid. I don't know what that is. Helps regenerate antioxidant activity within cells. This doesn't even make sense. Cool. But it sounds fancy. It does. You must need it. It's a whole lot of like pseudoscience-y sounding language that sounds convincing and that's how they get you. Yeah. Yep. Love that. Yeah. And so I've never tried Herbalife, so I don't know like if it even tastes good. Oh, they also have like either. a digestive health line. Oh, oh I see. Of course, because, you know, gut health is where oh. it's at these days. Mm. They have a children's health line. Of course they do. And like, this is like, right? Because I see people leaving these nutrition shops, quote unquote, nutrition shops with kids mm-hmm. sucking down a shake or a tea all the time. And I just want to run up and be like, you don't know what you're giving your child. These are no. products that are not tested and have been linked to liver damage. Not to mention the amount of caffeine in those ener- energizing teas. I w- Good luck to you dealing with a child with that amount of caffeine in their body. I mean, because the amount of caffeine in them is more than like a big cup of coffee, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Mm. And you wouldn't want to give your kid coffee. No. Why would you want to give them something more potent than that? Oh, my God. I know. I know. So super, super sketchy when it comes to the ingredients, when it comes to the business model, like the entire history, really from day one, they've been trouble. Yeah, but they have endured. Yeah, that's what is like the most mind blowing, right? And they've expanded. That's that's the craziest thing. And I, I and you know. I will say this is this is the nature of MLMs, right? Because they make the promise of you can make money. Oh, yes, we've had this rocky past, but we're different now. We've changed. Right. We're better now. And then they have this income disclosure statement that is so deliberately confusing and vague that 
it, you, you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, I can make money. But when you really look at it, 50% of their first year distributors earned less than $200 in a month. Oh. And the way they phrase it is, what? And that's like what they make. That's not even like take home, right? Exactly. That doesn't account for what they spent on the products themselves. Because if you're going to make money, you have to also buy product. Otherwise, you don't get paid. And like this, and it's in a month. That's not per month. That's in any given month. They made less than 200. And it's really like the way they phrase it in the income disclosure is 50% of first year distributors earned more than $190 in a month. <laughs> oh, like that's super shady. So we can assume it's less than $200. I mean, who's living on $190 a month? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. And then all other distributors, so anyone that's been in it for more than a year, 50% of them earned less than $250 in a month. Again, not per month, in any random month. Um, they also noted that I found this really interesting that they put this in their income disclosure, right? Because they do allude, allude to the top 1% of Herbalife distributors and how much they rake in, right? And these are the people at the top okay. of the pyramid. They're the ones that make the most money. It says in their income disclosure statement, it takes five to 11 years to become what? part. I know. <laughs> it takes almost or more than a decade to become part of the top 1% of Herbalife distributors. And it, quote, requires skills, consistent effort, and dedication. Oh, my God. What it actually requires is getting in at ground level, alienating everybody you know, <laughs> and just sacrificing. Yeah. And I think that the, you know, the smoothie shop or the tea shop has mm -hmm. made it even more insidious because it's actually looks like, because people still have this idea in their minds of, you know, a brick and mortar or actual yep. physical location business. Yeah. Um, of product, it makes it seem more legitimate. But it, what's so nefarious about them is that you walk in and you think you're just like supporting a small business when you're mm -hmm. actually supporting Herbalife. And like, exactly. yeah, indirectly, like you are like supporting that distributor or whatever. But wouldn't mm -hmm. it be great if that distributor just opened a fucking smoothie shop? Exactly. And like just made smoothies that weren't full of bad things. <laughs> and they're over under, their product would be cheaper. They'd be mm -hmm. able to sell $7, $8, $9 protein shakes to people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And have much bigger profit margin. Yeah. Yeah. And like this is the, the other issue is like, these distributors, they foot the bill to open those nutrition shops. They, they pull the permits, they pay the rent. And, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly about how the taxes work, but last time I checked, MLM distributors cannot write off their product purchases. Mm. So I, I mean, I don't know if that's different if you own one of those smoothie shops, but I do actually like feel for those folks that do mm -hmm. get roped into those on some level because they really are being scammed. Um, I think we mentioned it in the episode with Carrie, the folks that don't own it, that work there aren't paid. They are volunteering their time for the opportunity to recruit for Herbalife. So if I went to go work at one of these shops, I'm only getting paid 
if I recruit somebody. Mm-hmm. Anyway, have you ever seen like a help wanted sign or like uh, a, a posting on Indeed for any of those shops? No. Exactly. Because they have to have somebody that's already interested in Herbalife. Because if they start posting job opportunities, then next thing you know, they're going to, you know, labor law enforcers are going to be asking questions. <sighs> it's so, gonna... so shady. Yeah. The fact that they're not compensating people who are working. Yeah. And, you know, maybe some are. But by and large, my understanding is, and this is from from reading about it, um, they're not paid employees. They're not considered employees. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. I had mentioned that um, I was just on Christina Montalvo's podcast, and I had mentioned that as well. Mm. Um, like that's just so wild to me. Yeah, yeah. And like who who is who is going and you know volunteering their time at these shops, right? Certainly not I. College kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that they, I mean, especially around here where like I live in a college town, it's, it's easy pickings. Kids looking for work. You promise them, Hey, you can do this on your own schedule. You can, and if you just work people. hard enough. Yeah. You can make so much money from your dorm room and you don't have to do anything. Yeah. gross. Yeah. That's very upsetting. So all in all, I would give Herbalife a thumbs down. Yeah. I'll pass. Mm, Same as ease. If I'm going to damage my liver, I'm going to do it with bourbon and wine. (laughs) not going to do it with Herbalife. (laughs) I just, you know, make your own choices, make your own decisions, but make sure, you know, you're being an informed consumer and, Mm -hmm. Or don't be. That's obviously your choice too, folks. Yes. Yeah. You do you. But now <laughs> you, you know. You. But <laughs> also you know that um, none of these miracle products are that. You can mm. create all of these own thing, all of these things on your own yep. with high quality protein powder or low quality protein powder if you want, like whatever whey protein, plant-based, whatever. Um, you don't need something that's coming from an MLM in yeah. order to make it healthier. And in fact, it's probably more healthy mm-hmm. if you don't get it from a place like that. Yeah. If it looks too good to be true, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it's a Fedrin. Or it's a Fedrin, <laughs> which I guess was too good to be true. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much energy. <laughs> Yeah. Typo. Do that. Yeah. Typo. (laughs) (laughs) My God, I love Typo. So that's that's our 100th episode. That's our 100th episode. So big one. We did. Took Mm. it down like a mandrake. So thanks so much, everybody, for being here with us for a hundred episodes. Appreciate you listening. 
Um, and you know, if you are just tuning in for the first time, go back and listen to some of our earlier episodes. I feel like sometimes they get buried. Yeah. Um, and there's some really great guests that we've had on over the past year. It's been a year, a hundred episodes in a year. Yes. Not too shabby, huh? No, that's pretty good. We're consistent as fuck. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us too. Oh, so we taking a break? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we just took a break. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> we just took a break. No, I have some uh, some pretty good ideas for some minisodes. I know we have some great guests that we're reaching out to that we're looking mm -hmm. forward to having on. Yeah. So if anybody out there is listening and has ideas, mm -hmm. if you have folks that you would love for us to have on as a guest, including yourself, send us an email. Yes. Send us an email, strongandsimplepodcast at gmail.com. If you have topics or questions, I would actually love to do a ask me anything sort of episode. Ooh, yeah. So if you have questions about us or about particular topics in fitness, nutrition, wellness, you know, send them our way again, strongandsimplepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to compile those into a ask me anything episode. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Almost as fun as a smash or pass. Yeah. We could also, if you have items that you'd like us to smash or pass. We'll smash or pass them. <laughs> you know, we'll do I'm it for pass you. pass on herbal life. <laughs> pass. There'll be no pass smashing on the liver herbal disease. Life. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> well, well, friends, thanks, everybody. Thanks, thanks for being here and we will see <laughs> you on the other side of 100. Bye. Bye. This has been an episode of the Strong and Simple podcast. If you'd like to learn more about any of the topics we've discussed or about any of our guests, please make sure that you visit us on Instagram at Strong and Simple Podcast. And if there's ever any topics, questions, concerns, anything that you would like to suggest to us, please feel free to email us at strongandsimplepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We, Michelle Farrell and Marissa Zabo of the Strong and Simple Podcast, reside on Pawtucket land. We acknowledge the land and the Pawtucket people, as well as the land and the people of the many Native nations of whom the land belongs. To respect and honor them and their land, as well as to be mindful of the harm colonialism has and continues to do on the Indigenous people of the United States and the world. This land acknowledgement is our commitment to support Indigenous peoples and their voices in the struggle against systemic oppression and for human rights, as well as to push against the cancelling and erasure of their history, their stories, their culture, and their present. We encourage you to visit native-land.ca to discover whose land you are residing on, as well as ways to support Indigenous folks. content of this podcast represents the views and opinions of Michelle Farrell, Marissa Zabo, and their guests, and is not intended to be individualized advice or recommendations. Nothing in this episode is to be construed as medical advice or to substitute for individualized fitness or nutrition advice. Always consult with the appropriate professional for your own needs.